when you want to start a business, the first thing to consider should not be, do I have money? Do I not have money? No. The thing is, just think around you. Who has what I want? Who can lend me this? Hello and welcome to the Business Mindset Podcast with Lois Ware. This podcast is designed for anyone who is yearning for growth, motivation, inspiration, focus in life and business. So if you're struggling to make sales, frustrated because your client keep telling you they'll get back to you, but they never get back to you, I'm here to help you fix that. So join me on this amazing, incredible journey that will change your life and business. It is time to grow. Hi guys, I'm super excited to be here today. I am so pumped because we have a guest, a very dear friend of mine, and I can't wait for you all to hear what she has to say. Hi Vicky, it's good to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you so much. Thanks for bringing me up here. Like, I'm so grateful. It's one I'd not take for granted. I can't wait to dish out everything I have for everyone. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Vicky, for coming around. It means a lot also to me. Okay. So, I remember before we started this podcast, one of the things I said was that lot focusing on funding and how businesses can really get necessary funding that they need at least to kickstart a business all right because i realized that a lot of business people yeah. like not even business people like people who are interested in starting a business what one of the reasons they do not start a business is because they feel like more mm-hmm. capital to start a business or i don't have funding so before we talk about yeah. in capital do you think that before somebody you know starts a business the first thing that should come to mind is capital or fund do you think you know, that so just let me hear your thoughts on that. It's okay. All right. So first business, the first thing that should come to mind is should be capital. As a matter of fact, capital is something you would need along the line, but not the first. There's something we call that hand in business. So the better hand is what you use, the resources you use in starting your business. For instance, Okay, I'll use myself as an example because I'm a fashion designer, right? So for instance, I'm about I'm about starting a fashion house. So I don't have money. I just graduated from the university. The first thing I did was, okay, my mom has a tailoring shop. Okay, I don't have to use my house. I went to my mom's shop and then she has one sewing machine. I lent it and then I started using the sewing machine. And little by little, I was sewing. People were coming, as people were coming to patronize my mom, my mom sews and sells tailoring materials. So people who were coming to patronize my mom, they see that I'm sewing. And when they buy fabric from her, they give me the fabric right there to sew for them. So I was able to maximize my bed at hand to get enough capital. And when I was able to get enough capital, I get something handy. I transferred the, um, I transferred where I was sewing from my mom's shop to the house because the house was more spacious and and then i was already accepting students because i was already becoming too big to be in my mom's shop my mom's shop could no longer contain me because she's attending to customers i'm also attending to my own customers so it was it was just um it was conflicting kind of so i had to get to space and i had to use the house to do that which was big enough for me to bring in my students eventually i had about eight students that were right in my father's parlor and i was teaching them how to sew and that was how I grew to where I am right now. So considering when you want to start a business, the first thing to consider should not be, do I have money? Do I not have money? No. The thing is, just think around you. Okay, who has what I want? Who can lend me this stuff? And that's why you have uh, your, short, your short, short, short capital. 
your friends are there. You can send, maybe you need 50,000 Naira. You can send yeah. a DM to 50 persons. When you send a DM, so okay, you may not even send 50, maybe 100. Out of those 100 persons you send, you cannot be so stubborn or you don't have character or anything that people will not send money to you. It's not possible. You definitely have some people that will send money to you. So you can use your social capital. So you can use whatever, you, you just can use whatever it is that is around you. So it doesn't have to be all about the money at the beginning. When you are doing what you can do within what you have, within what uh, what you can maximize, um, you will be able to see people who look at and say, ah, this person is actually doing well. I think I should support. I think I should help this individual. So that's just how it is. So the thing is that when you're starting a business, do not look at capital. Do not look at money. Use your bed at hand. So that's just it. Oh, thank you so much, Vicky, for that. Use your bed at hand. And I like the fact that you made so much emphasis on leveraging on social capital. It's very key because I feel like a lot of persons are around to see that they have all they need at that point in time to start a business yeah. some people just focus on oh i want to make the money i want to get the money first before i start the business what if you can just look within yourself your environment and hmm. everything you need is, is is made available to you right just that it's not where look within i i and i i, really, I quite agree with you because i remember when i was going to start my own business in 2021 i could not afford yeah. to buy a domain name for the, the company's website I can imagine a friend of mine I'm like you know what girl let us come together let us split bills like I'm going to bring up you're going to bring up and that was it so imagine if I had waited because I did not have but I, I had to like leverage on social capital and I like the fact that you really said all of that I mean I, I even forgot to mention Fab she is the founder of or should I say creative director I think you like you prefer creative director yeah. oh yes <laughs> All right, Wendy Fashion Dynasty, amazing, amazing work she's getting. All right, so I like the fact that we laid a very great foundation. So it just simply means that for you to start a business, you have to. I'm going to use your words: maximize your bed at hand. I hope I got that correctly. Yes, your bed at hand. All, all right, all right, all right, great. So I'm going to go on to ask the next question because a lot of persons will say things like, "Oh, you know what? I have maximized what I have right now," and I feel like, yeah cash to scale at this point in time i need some amount of money to scale and i think it it has to be external because it has to be external and i don't think leveraging on immediate social capital is going to work for me i mean what would you say i mean how can people really get access to opportunities or fundings that can help them scale the way they are supposed to all right so there are actually several ways that an entrepreneur can get funding for their business there are a whole lot of ways Shock pizza is one of it. Then the second is loan. You can assess loans for your business. If you're a lady, please, good luck to you. Like the world generally is kind to ladies. I know. Right? So <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> the the there are a lot of Nigerian banks, even down to microfinance banks, that give loans between and they collect um between zero to nine percent um no, no moratorium now. Um, the payment percentage that you pay back between zero to nine percent, that's single digits. They don't collect more than that for the interest. So there are a whole lot of microfinance banks and even commercial banks that give loans to ladies. You can Google this up. Access Bank is there. Access Bank give grants to 
Okay, not brand at this time, give notes to women every single year. So when you have all of this information at the tip of your fingers, all you need to do is walk up to these banks and tell them your money is there sitting and waiting for you. The thing is because you probably do not have the knowledge that they give out loans. All you need to do is walk up to them and then they tell you what you need to do to be able to assess those loans. So the next one is angel investing. You angel investors, investors. Okay, it's people are uh, certain persons that are probably okay let's use um dangote for instance they have money they have a whole lot of things that they probably do not they just have a lot of money and they just need a place to invest their money in and so what they do is they pick small businesses that are thriving that are doing well that are actually promising that are profitable and they invest their money into these small businesses and the small business give them returns do you understand? So there are programs online that do all of these things. Angel investing is everywhere. Like they invest, they do it a whole lot. So all you need to do is go up on Google, search. Go up on YouTube, do search. And then the last one that I'll be talking about that some persons do not exactly believe or some persons do not really know about. And even when they know about, they don't know how to assess it. It is grants. Ha, Jesus. Grants is everywhere. People are winning grants every single day. As a matter of fact, I receive grant opportunities. That's the link for grants on a daily basis. There is no day that go by that I do not receive. I have to even select, okay, let me know which to apply for and which to not. Sometimes I get overwhelmed, like I don't want me to apply again. Wow. So when you are able to have access to this grant links, you get, when you're able to have access to this grant li links, all you need to do is apply to them and then they will be able to okay they tell you if you are um, successful or not and if you're successful within a twinkling of an eye you will receive your money just there was one that happened early january i was just sitting down on the bed and then i got the call and someone was shouting hey Vichy, congratulations i was like what's happening like, i still name oh i saw i'm like oh really yeah it was when i went on instagram and i checked and i saw that ah I just did this thing jokingly. I didn't even know it was going to work. And I was successful. That's the that's how to assess grants. It's, it's free money. Free money. Nobody is asking you what you spent it on, what you didn't spend it on. All you need to do is qualify for it. They have certain criterias that you have to meet. And the moment you meet these criterias, you are good to go. You get the grants and then you invest it into your business. There are a whole lot of organizations that give grants. Trust me, you do not want to miss these opportunities. So that's that's just this. I think I've listed about four ways that entrepreneurs can access funding for their businesses. So that's it. All right, thank you so much, Vicky. Uh, yeah, you talked about social capital, which was the first one. You talked about loan. You talked about angel investor, yeah. and you talked about yes. All right. So I want us to talk about loan a little bit, right? Because I feel like a lot of business people shy away from loan. And I'm going to be, I'm one of those businesses. I do not love loan, right? Maybe that's because at the startup phase and then you will probably not blame me for not wanting to get a loan. So do you think that an SME, do you think that loan is the best idea or should should people be, be kept with the kind of loans they take? Like as per interest rate yeah. that. So what would you say about loans, especially as it regards to small business owners? Okay, for small business owners, I really think that loans are not entirely bad. 
But then when taking loans, you have to understand that is why you have to keep record of your business on a daily basis. Because when you keep record of your business, you are able to know, okay, by the end of the month, I make a total of, let's say, 250,000 Naira, or let's say I make a total of 500K. So if I'm taking a loan of a million Naira, I understand that by this time and this time, I'll be able to pay back. So you have to understand, you have to know the amounts your business is making. As an SME, I would not advise you to start a business with loan. No, I wouldn't advise you to do that. But you see these other big companies that they are already thriving. They can take loans for like, maybe, maybe someone already thriving, just need something to boost. Then they can do that. But you that you just start and you're an SME, you probably are one that is maybe um, trying to make your family be recognized in the society. People don't really know you. You're just trying to survive and you want to start a business with no. Ah, what if the business does not work eventually? You start struggling to pay loans, start struggling to feed and all of that. So it's not advisable. Ensure you're standing on your both feet first. Then when you want to, um, when you want to expand your business, then you can consider loan. For startups, I wouldn't advise loans. Don't do it. But if you if you want to expand, then it's your goal too. So that's just it. All right, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Okay, so there's something you talked about when you're talking about loans and all of that. You talked about how that track, you know, your business, how profitable you are, your expenses and everything. So I'm going to yeah. ask, like a lot of business owners. Small, medium. I mean, I used to have that problem. I mean, not not being able to track expenses and you know separate yourself from the business. So, what or what tips can you give to people who are struggling to separate themselves from their business? Okay, the first thing, first things first, have a business account. Have a business account, and for you to be able to have a business account, you should be able to register your business. I cannot over uh, emphasize this. Every time, like I keep saying it on my WhatsApp status, register your business. Even if you cannot do a limited liability company, register your business as a business name. When you do that, there are several banks, microfinance banks that you can re uh, register with that would give you a business account. So the moment you are able to separate your personal finance from your business finance, it makes it easy for you to be able to, okay, this is what came in today. This is what I spent. This is the debit for today. And it just makes you be able to forecast into the future, basically, to be able to understand what comes in and what goes out of your business and how to manage your funds. So how um, can business owners separate themselves from their, uh, their personal finance, from their uh, business finance. The basic thing there is have two accounts. Do not use one account for your business and your personal um, pendants. Have two accounts. So that's just the way to go. Yeah, I, I can I can attest to that because I think one of the things I struggled with early last year was the fact that I was using my personal account for my business. And I can tell you for free that okay. All the money that went into the personal account that I thought that was also business money went down the drain. All right. So until I took the bold step, well, I would say bold step because it was kind of yeah. open an account and all of that. But I think a lot of microfinance yeah. is easy for small 
businesses to open. Exactly. It's no longer difficult. It's, it's no longer difficult. Yes. So yeah. I, I think I can, I can really resonate with what you said. All right. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm not done here with you. So one of the things you talked about <laughs> grants, right? I don't grant, yeah. grant is free money. All right. And no, how many months you've won a couple of grants and I can say that you are doing really great. So one yeah. of the questions a lot of people ask is this, uh, when I start applying my, when I start grant application, I feel like the questions are too much. I give up. Uh, it's really tiring. So I'm going to ask you, we've applied for a couple of grants. You've won some. And I want to say, yeah. I mean, do you, do you get tired? I mean, answering certain questions. Is it not, is it tiring? Because personally speaking, I find them tiring. And I feel like a lot of business owners find them tiring, right? But of course, it's free money oh. that you won't put in the work. So how have you been able to go past the whole, it's, 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 is burning so and it's kind of boring, you know, answering questions and all of that. Have you been have you been able to go past that? Okay. All right. So the big answer to this question is have a business plan. Now, I I just finished writing a business plan. Yeah, that's good. He's good. <laughs> have a business plan. Nope. Have a business plan. I just finished writing a book on um grants, on how to get grants and everything. So the place I spent more focus on was how to write a business plan. So if you are able to write a business plan, I define business plan as the roadmap, the roadmap to where you want your business to get to. So if you do not plan for your business, you already know where you want your business to get to failure. So when you have your business plan, it took me about three days to write my business plan. My business plan is big, like big. It was that bulky. It took me three days to fix it. So when you're able to write a detailed business plan, not the business summary that you just have three pages or like five pages, no. Yeah, like yeah. A business plan, a business plan for your brand. So when you're able to write a business plan, if you get any grant application, there is no question that they would ask you from any grant application that would not be your business plan. It is not possible. Very true. It's just <laughs> not Very true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all you need to do is when you get the question, okay, for instance, they ask you, um, can you give us an overview of your business? The simple uh, definition of that question is define your products. Tell us about your brand. What does your brand do? And all you need to do is go to the introduction business plan and copy then paste. Yeah. So, and if you want to modify it, can modify it. So when you have a business plan, applying for grants is just like swift. You don't need to stress about it. All you just need to do, go to have your business plan, copy it, and then you paste there. So it's very, very easy. The only thing you have to spend time on now is writing a business plan. Because writing a business plan is not for the week. I must tell you, it is not for the week. If you can write a business plan, you've solved 70% of your business problem. You've solved it. So that's just, that's just get your business plan. Then applying for grants is as simple as anything, as ABC. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Vicky, for that. So I I, I agree with you. Having a business plan is very important. And I feel like um a lot of persons, you know, when people say things like, you have to have a business plan. A lot of people do not agree with them, but I think it's mm-hmm. important because having a business plan gives you some sense of direction in your business. So you know where you're yes. just like what you said. All right. So we're going to talk about it very soon. But before we talk about your book and how people can get access to your book, uh, I just wanted to okay. 
ask uh, uh, this question, right? So I don't, it doesn't have to do with funding or anything funding, but just a business related question, right? So, I mean, I know there's come, you know, recently I sent out a newsletter to some persons and I talked about how that I was rooting for them because being an entrepreneur is very difficult. I mean, I'm not saying it's no, it's, it's a war. Exactly. It's a war. You get it. Being an entrepreneur in Nigeria alone. Wow. <laughs> it's not easy. At all. It, it's, it's not easy. easy. Not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, I'm rooting for you. You know, you, you decided to walk this path, decided to impart the world. Yeah. All of that. And then some persons replied that newsletter were like, oh, thank you so much. I needed this. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are going through a lot, especially if you if your business is majorly based in Nigeria, right? It's a lot. I mean, you're dealing yeah. with issue you are dealing with this issue you are dealing with that issue and all of that so it's a lot so i want to ask you this question you've been in business for for some time i mean you started your business before my and i know that there are things that yeah. you probably experienced that i've not experienced right so just i, I just want to yeah. I, I just want you to tell us i mean how has it been have you felt i, I did I, i've been times where you felt like you know what i'm not doing it again i'm tired of this thing this is not for me i'm going to close up right there have you had days here? Has it been all good, you know, Rossi, all of that, all of that? I mean, I mean, have you had days where you're like, you know what, I'm not doing it again? And if you've had those days, how to go past those days? I really want to know. I'm sure I could okay. know as well. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So it, it has not actually been rosy. It is not a walk in the park. It is not easy being an entrepreneur in Nigeria. Okay. When I first started my entrepreneurship journey, all thanks to my mom, mom was the one that pushed me into being an entrepreneur. Like she would just not let me be. When she comes around to visit me in school, she sees my uh, roommate sewing. My mom, you know, when Nigeria mothers now, your mates are doing something with their life. He owns his only book. And I had to just do something reasonable like that. I had to take my life in my hands and then do something. And when I started, he was. As, at some point, it felt like it was smooth. People were responding. People were sending me clothes. There was a particular guy that said I should not worry. Even though I don't know how to sew it, he gave me the money. If I pour his clothes, no problem. I was like, wow, really? So it was all smooth until I left the university. And then when I uh, got, you know, I told you I my mom's shop because I was expanding. I was becoming a big brand. And so I had to go to the house where I have enough space because I couldn't afford getting a shop at that time i had to use my parents parlor so i had a staff this particular girl was all beautiful whenever i'm around but when i'm not around she does things that were unspeakable and one of those days one of those times i, I left abuja for some reasons and came down to ibado she was managing my abuja branch and then i introduced her i introduced her to one of my clients and she took over the clients from me and they started saying a lot of bad stuff about me. I was like, ah, all of a sudden, just within all of this. So it's not so rosy being an entrepreneur in Nigeria. So that was a major setback for me. Because of that issue, I had to close down my Abuja branch because of that issue. Along the line, I stopped the brand entirely. People who were... Um, consistent following my page, they will notice that for a period of time, I was not saying anything about Vondi's Fashion Dynasty. I was depressed. I was struggling to um, find ways to pay my school fees. Glory be to God, rats came around and then I got back on my feet. I was struggling to pay my school fees, struggling to survive, struggling to do a whole lot of things. And then the brand was not bringing so much money in. I had to drop it. 
and okay, let's do this entrepreneurship. Let's get knowledge. I said attending boot camps, attending accelerator programs, understanding what entrepreneurship was all about and how I could help myself and then get back on track and then do things better. And then when I started attending all of these programs, I was learning. I was learning a whole lot. We don't want to know the number of programs and the number of certificates I have. We don't want to know. I have them a whole lot, a whole lot of entrepreneurship certificates. So I would owe my success to God and then constant learning. My roommates always tell me things like, you know, the entire every night you're always listening to one webinar, always listening to this, always listening to that. And I was getting results from those things. So I couldn't stop. Even until now, I still register for accelerator programs just to improve and update my knowledge on entrepreneurship because things are changing every day. And so I have to flow with the tide and not just be stuck with what I know before. So with all of the knowledge I've been able to gather, my business started um, coming back to life. I was able to win my first grant. And from there on, I was able to win other grants and even help other people win grants. And it's been beautiful ever since. So there'll be a lot of downtimes. There'll be a lot of... Um, so you might be depressed sometimes. Sometimes you will post and post and post. Nobody will ask you how much. Nobody will tell you, ah, this is nice or anything. They'll just enter your DM and say, ah, so you know, go dash me this clothes. Sometimes I'll be like, if I slap you, I'm posting to make money. You're telling me to dash you clothes. Are you okay? You'll get. So it's not so easy. But then when you're consistent and then you keep improving yourself and you trust in God and ensure you commit everything in the hands of God, trust me, you will make way you make headway at the end of the day. So that's, that's just it. Whoa, that was, that was awesome. I mean, I love something that you said, you talked about attending accelerator programs. And I think this is very important. Yeah. That's why there are a lot of entrepreneurs these days. Uh, yeah. They don't want to attend, um, accelerator programs or programs. Oh, they're, 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very important, right? But then you get, you have, you need knowledge. You need knowledge. I'm very important. I'm very yeah. interested all of that. All right. So we're running out of time, but I want us to quickly talk about your book. All right. So I want to just talk about your book in the next three minutes. Let's, let's, how can we get the book? What, what's up with the book? Cause it, you said the book was about assessing funding, assessing funds, right? So I'm pretty sure a lot of persons will yeah. me as well. So just tell us what was the book about? It's all right. So the title of the book is The Ultimate Grants Guide. So in this book, I was able to talk about my story. I talked about how I started, um, how I came down to Ibado and um, the first grant I was not able to get, how I was admitted into the hospital and all the likes. And then I gave a detailed, uh, I gave it, I gave detailed explanation on how you can write your business plan. If somebody has charged you, Okay, 20,000 to write your business plan. Please leave them alone. Learn how to do it yourself. That way, you even be able to understand a lot of things about your industry that you do not know. I wrote down every single thing that you need to know about writing your own business. And then I talked about how to pitch your business to an investor, what to do on the day of your pitch, how to memorize everything you need to memorize. Basically, how you can walk up to an investor or walk into a room filled with investors and then talk about your brand and win a grant for yourself. And I also gave about 100 um, different organizations who give grants every year. Yeah, so that was in chapter seven. So I also did that. So that's like 
a run through like that's what the book an overview of the book basically wow that that's really huge that's really huge thank you so much for putting the book together so how can people get the book uh has the book been launched or has it been launched no the book has not been launched but it's it's currently on pre-order it's currently on pre-order on pre-order when it is launched it's going to go for two thousand naira. but right now it is one thousand five so but after the launch after the launch we'll be selling it for three thousand naira. so and the book is going to be available on seller so the link would be um shared or given at you know, somehow you get it and then you'll be able to have access to the book but it's not launched yet but it's we are on pre-order currently oh all right so how can people pre-order the book okay they just have to they just pay to the account and when it's ready they send it to their um, email email address we have a wait list so i'll send that with um i'll send a link to you so you can upload or something all right all right that makes sense so i'm going to attach the link to the show notes of this podcast episode so that people can have access to it and this and pay thank you so much Gitu, for coming on this podcast really really had a nice time with you guys do not forget to go check her out so how can people reach reach you on social media i think they need to know how to do all of that all right the, my my name on instagram is bonded fashion dynasty my personal victory on larger then Facebook, Victory on Noja, then uh, business page, Bonded Stitches. I think those are the major social media platforms that I'm on. Then WhatsApp, my number. So, so that's it. All right, all right, all right. So guys, you've heard out mm-hmm. all the way to connect with her. Thank you so much, Vicky, for coming on the podcast. I do not take it lightly. Thank you. Thank you 